Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Well, welcome to podcast six. And um, we have gone um, al fresco today. Yes. I was going to say free range, but yeah. Free- <laughs> <laughs> it's got spare chicken around. Yeah. We're in uh, Sam's garden because now we are allowed to meet up in person as long as we stay our two metres apart and are outside. I think we've got enough between us, Erica. <laughs> I think so. We are quite far apart. We yes. also have uh, blankets uh. over our heads. <laughs> I'd like to say I'd like to see the view of my garden, but actually, um, no, I couldn't see the computer screen and a blanket. Yeah, it's to help with the sound and block out all the background noise. So hopefully you should be able to hear us and not cars and neighbours and birds and all of that in the background. Just want to say we've got separate blankets. Yes. Sam has an actual blanket and I've yeah. got a big scarf. <laughs> we will post a picture though. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is highly amusing. Yes. It's very lovely to see Sam, though, after all this time seeing her online. So, Oh, yeah. That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so wh- what have you been up to then this month? Well, I've made um, a lot of face masks of the like face covering variety rather than beauty kind. Oh, um, well done. Because obviously we've got to wear them on public transport now. So I'm travelling to work on public transport. You need a one for each journey. I do around three shifts a week so I need at least six just to get me to work so I made six and then it occurred to me that unless I'm going to have washed them all I'm going to need more for if I want to go shopping (laughs) so I've started making more again but it's been really nice actually because I've got to use up loads of my fabric so I've got loads of bits of fabric I don't know if you've got this as well if you sew but every time I go to a show or to like a fabric shop and there's something I really like I'll get a bit of it but I won't get loads I'll be like oh I'll make something small and I'll get like half a meter but it's really nice so I'll save it for something special <laughs> and it just kind of goes in my loft and sits there I always think oh I can make a cushion but I never make cushions because I don't need hundreds of them and it just sits and waits for something nice and now I can use up all my bits of nice fabric to uh, make some Nice face masks. What else have we done? Oh, we started doing um, a food bank at work because we have been getting a load of free food because we are an NHS trust. And there was a general feeling that we can afford to buy our own food. And now it's not so hard to find it in the shops. We probably don't need it so much. So we've started a food bank at work, which is rather nice. Nice thing to do. Yeah. And it goes twice a week. Um, We've got a women's refuge, which is quite local, that, that it goes to once a week. And on a different, I think it's Wednesday and a Sunday, I'm not sure which way around it is. And on the other day, it goes to the local food bank. So yeah, so that's good. So I've been getting extra bits for that and putting them in there. Um, I've finally taken all my stuff down the charity shop, which has been piling up in my house. Because actually, I did sort this stuff out before lockdown and I was just too lazy to take it when it had been sorted out. And then the shop shut, I was like, damn it! I thought we all got bags of stuff yeah. lying around. That, yeah, well, great. I took them all out on the, when was it the shops opened? week ago two weeks about ago that, yeah took it out on the day they opened saying they'd be open walked all around the high street there's like about 20 charity shops in the high street and not a single one was open oh really um finally found one that had a sign on the door saying oh, our other branch is open which is like a, about a 15 minute walk away but only open between 10 and 3 and it was three o'clock by the time i found the note so oh no <laughs> i had to walk back home with these two enormous bags again and take <laughs> i did take them back the next day so please take them yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i beg you so i've got a bit more space in my house now um what else have i done we've got a new motorbike matt changed his bike oh nice new ducati oh very mm. nice he's been out on it i haven't been out on it yet um as a passenger i don't i'm not allowed to drive it um what else have i done oh i've watched um off the back of the black lives matter um protests and everything that's been going on around that i've watched 13th on netflix and that was really really good Oh, right. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I've been looking for something to watch on Netflix. Yeah, it's um, a documentary about the American prison system. I'm not sure if system is the right word. Perhaps business is the right word. Um, And it's just quite interesting. It kind of goes from the abolition of slavery up to the present day and kind of helps you understand how things have come to be as they are. Oh, okay. it's, It's very interesting. It doesn't really draw any conclusions. It just sort of goes this is what's happened and these are all the different viewpoints i'll have to go and check it yeah. out so that was very good um 
yeah, what have you been up to? Oh, what have I been... Ask me how I've done on my couch to 5k, Erica. How's your running going, Sam? I finished it this morning. What? I graduated this morning. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so proud. Well done. <laughs> I've actually managed three. I won't say I've managed 5k. Okay. Um, but I have managed to run It's probably just over 3k. So that's my next task is to actually get to 5k. Wow. But I keep getting attacked by, well, not literally attacked by dogs, but the field that I run around, yeah, I attract them. <laughs> I think you've got something and you're running, so there must be something worth they running do. after. <laughs> they do. And the trouble is, though, when you're running and like I am so focused on just trying to get to the end yeah. that um, they come bounding up and they just want to play. Aww. And I know they just want to play, but. I don't want to play. <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm running. Can you get out of the way, yeah. please? <laughs> but yes, I am absolutely amazed. I'm so pleased that I've, uh, that I've managed to do it. I recorded myself at the beginning of the, of the Couch to 5K um, just after every 60-second run, and I sound like I'm dying. Oh, you recorded your talking? I did. I recorded myself. It was to persuade my friend that she needed to do it with me. Okay. By proving how bad, how bad yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My son told me that he wasn't a very good advert, but I thought it was quite good because I thought, well, if I'm dying, then she won't feel so bad about dying with me. <laughs> Unless she thinks you're possibly fitter than her, in which case it might put her off even more. Yeah. No, no, no. I really wasn't fit. And, um, and so, bless her, she's had a bad back. So she came down, uh, she's been down virtually every run that I've done. And um, she's walked. And I've run, and uh, but it really spurs you on because the thought of actually stopping yeah. when your friend is watching you yeah. just doesn't doesn't Shame. appeal. So you carry, yeah. <laughs> so I have to come back from my runs, and then I have to uh, text two other friends to tell them that I've what I've done. Okay, and then that spurs them on to go out. Oh, that's good. So we've we've been doing quite well, and um, one of them's nearly finished, and one has repeated a few weeks because she's got other ailments as oh. well. So my next aim is five, five k of the couch to five k. Do you think when they start up again, you might start doing park runs and that sort of thing, or maybe not because of football? It depends. Uh, well, my friend, another friend of mine who does running, uh, lives in Newcastle, and she said to me, "Oh, you could come and do the um, Great North Run. <laughs> come and do a marathon." And I'm thinking, well, how far is the Great North Run? Maybe she's, it's just a 5K run. I could just go up there for a weekend. I had to Google it because I was really convinced that it was only... She wouldn't ask me to go and do anything other stupid, would she? <laughs> yeah, she would. So I've got until January to decide that, but I've really got to uh, try and get me further. It's not in January, is it? No, you have to register in January, and I think it's September, October time. So, so I've got okay. a year and a half. To see if I can manage oh, okay. it. Okay, okay. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. And then okay. what else have I done? Um, I did another demo for the Sugarcraft Guild. Uh, I did one for the hot, the Region Eight, um, doing yeah. the textures again. And I did get my giant blowtorch because I think if uh, oh, yeah. if people are listening in the last podcast, um, I almost set uh, the icing up in flames. So <laughs> remember your pyromaniac tendencies. Yeah. Well, uh, so I thought I'd go and get a larger um, uh, blowtorch, and because <laughs> that wasn't enough, was it? Uh, but uh, for health and safety, I did go and find my old shop fire extinguisher and have that on hand. I have seen it. It's still in the kitchen. It's still in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> gathering dust now. And um, I, I didn't want them to think I wasn't taking health and safety seriously. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was a good demo. may have just been an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a good demo. Good. I think we had about 45 to 50 people. Oh, wow. That's good. I know, considering who's heard of me? Mm. Well, <laughs> maybe more people than you think, Sam. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, it's probably for the wrong reasons, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've reminded me, actually. I tried some textured buttercream last week. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was really good. So, um, it's not textured, marbled, marbled buttercream. It looked lovely, actually, what you did. I've been intending to do that. I can't tell you for how long, like literally six months, maybe. And I've just not been in the mood because I hate making buttercream. <laughs> but the, the mood struck me at like half past 11 at night. I was like, I'm going to do it now. Half past 11 at night, <laughs> yeah. Erica? Yeah. Are you mad? I, I'd left the butter out all day because it was warm to like soften it because otherwise it just slides around the kitchen when I try and mix it rather than actually being soft enough to mix it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it now. 
Oh, so okay. I did. Um, and yeah, it came out really, really well. Did you do it on a dummy? Mm. Yeah, I covered the... Say, I thought about this. This is part of what was delaying me. I didn't want to do buttercream directly on a dummy because I think I would never be able to clean it off properly. Yeah, because So I covered it in a small very very thin bad layer of sugar paste like yeah. the smallest amount i could get away with and then buttercreamed over the top of that so i would just be able to peel it all off i think six inch tall because i wanted a, a taller one yeah and i used about a third of a pack of butter so i didn't make up much and it covered i would say like it did a whole sort of crumb coat on the cake and then my texture buttercream covered like 90% of the way around. It's not bad going, is it? No, so I didn't need as much as I think. And I think that's what was putting me off, was the thought that I needed to make loads of buttercream. Yeah. But actually, I didn't, so... Yeah, it did look really nice. It was a lovely blue, wasn't it, mm. you did? And you put draguese in as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so the one I'd seen online, she'd done like a grey colour and it looked really nice. It looked like marble. And I thought, I don't want to do marble. I want to do a colour. So I was looking at all my liquid colours. I was like, oh, I don't know what colour to do. And I just went for blue in the end. And I actually really liked the one I used. It was Squire's Gentian, I think, right. but in a liquid colour. Yeah. And it's come out really nicely. It looks like waves in the sea. And then it looked nice. And I thought, oh, I want to put something else on it. So I tried to push loads of little draggies into it to make a bit of like sea foam and sort of sparkliness on it. I dropped most of them. I'm not going to lie, because I did, <laughs> I did that the next morning and it had already crusted over. So I was like, oh, if this was a real cake, you'd have to do it pretty sharpish or yeah. have a, like some like the little draggy kiss thing to put them on but yeah yeah i'm quite pleased with it oh cool actually you've just reminded me of something yeah um i was looking at otch cakes mm. and she has i was i was going back through her feed and she created some kind of stick thing that had something on the end of it to pick up draggies oh really yeah and I couldn't ah. see where where she was doing a tutorial on how to make it. Oh, I vaguely remember that. I'll have to look back then and see. Yeah, because I, can I find thought it. that's that's really great because it was like a little miniature spatula. Type I vaguely thing. remember that actually. And mate, you just it... tap it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that looked quite I'll good. I'll have actually. to look back. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> Any time. <laughs> Speaking um, of inventions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it brings us nicely on to uh, all the new things that have come out. Oh yeah. Many new... Th- well, actually, I couldn't find many, but you found quite a few, haven't mm. you? Yes. For some reason, I've not had as many come through my feed. So, let's start with... I'm going to start off my list. Dinky Doodle have started stocking uh, the Simi Isomalt range. Yeah, Now, it's good. not a new range, but previously I think you could only buy it from the US, so it's, there's now a UK stockist. Um I really like this stuff. So there's a sugar pump for £30. There's a silicone mat for eight fifty. There's Teflon mats for seven ninety nine. There's some beautiful crystal moles for, that start from £30. Oh, my God. They are stunning. They're one of the things where I saw them online before. I was like, oh, I want one, but it's so expensive. And then by the time you add them on postage. So I would consider buying one of them now. Uh, there's flexi forms. There's the icing sheet eyes. And there's the eye mould. There's a really cool, which me and Sam both like the look of, uh, Simi Lollipop Shaker Maker. Oh, they look fab. Yeah, do. you can make isomalt lollipops, but you can make them hollow so you can put stuff like druggies inside and that shake. How cool is that? I oh, know. I mean, oh, it'd no. be a to eat, wouldn't it? But well, they'd look cool. You can just imagine kids floor. at a party. <laughs> they'd just be everywhere but in their mouths, wouldn't well, they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, eat them outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which at the moment, they would not be a problem. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's also sphere moulds. There's a skull mould. There's protective gloves. There's isomalt itself. There's a lovely wave, which is out of stock. It's like a tidal wave. Um, kind of for surfing, maybe not tidal wave, but you know what I mean, like a big wave that <laughs> sticks up. It reminds me of Moana, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a, she's got the most of the range um, on her website now, which is really good. Um, Colour Mill have started doing their colours in large. So Colour Mill make colours specifically for buttercream and chocolate because they're oil-based. Um, so for ganache and that sort of thing but you can also colour your sugar paste and your cake batter with it and yeah they, their normal size is 20 mil and their RRP for that's 5.99 they've now brought at 100 mil sizes for 19.99 that's a good idea mm, I don't know how much you'd use though because I've got the liquid colours I've got are the Squire's Kitchen ones and the little dropper bottles and quite frankly they've lasted me years so I'm not sure I'd even get through 20 mil but I guess if you're colouring cake batter with it you might be using more um on the subject of colours, Roxy and Rich have brought out their rainbow cake drip kit. So these are the ready-made drips in a bottle for your drip cakes. 
the rainbow set's got seven colours in and they are rainbow bright colours. So there's a red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Think of like the pride flag and that's pretty much the colours that are in this kit. They look really nice and bright. Yeah, I do like those. Um, they're meant to be 32.99 for the pack of six and they're 75 grams each. I haven't used any rainbow drip stuff before, but I have used Roxy in which colours and I do like them. Yeah, they're supposed to be quite vibrant, aren't mm, they? I've, I've got not... a gold from there that's really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a go with Roxy and Rich. Yeah. There's also the Sugar Flare edible marker pens that have come out. So Sugar Flare have brought out a chisel tip marker. So if you imagine like a whiteboard marker, that sort of size is what I imagine needs to be with like a chisel tip. Yeah, I do like those. Yeah, there's red, blue and black and they're two ninety nine each. I think they would be great on cakes for people that want to write or on boards even. Yeah, I think for cake board because the tips look really quite fat. They look, I imagine them to sit to be the size of like a whiteboard marker. Yeah, or even on cookies. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, you could do nice borders with them, couldn't you? Because they're a chisel. Yeah, Yeah, I think you could get, yeah, well, actually, are they all chiseled? Mm. So you could do some, so could you do some calligraphy with them? You could, but I think the issues there would be not pressing too hard. Yeah, which would be all right if you've got your board. Yeah, if something's dried off, that's fine, but on a cake, maybe not. Yeah. so much that's the only problem i find with markers in general edible markers is that they tend to engrave a bit rather than flow um also to do with colors spectrum flow have brought out a portable airbrush kit yeah we had a quick discussion about this didn't we earlier yeah i mean they've they've given a lot more information than um the pme one pme one because that we just couldn't really find much info on that at all to be honest it had a 17 psi didn't it Compared to, what was it, 30, I think, for the uh, one you plug in. Yeah. It's a little handheld, a bit like the PME was, but the handheld bit's a bit more ergonomic. Um, It gives you a picture of what it comes with. Come on. And it gives you you an hour. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It gives you an hour of um, airbrush time, doesn't it? Yeah. It says an hour of airbrush time, but if you're using it continually, it's... 0.66 of an hour or 0.6 of an hour which we take to be about 40 minutes by our maths um yeah so the portable airbrush kit rrp is 84.99 you get the usb charging cable two spare needles the compressor which is handheld it looks a little bit like a pepper grinder when it's by itself actually but i also think it's probably the compressor bit's probably about the size of you know, in Boots and Superdrug, you get the travel sizes. Yeah. The little deodorants, I imagine it to be yep. about that size because there's a close-up further down. And I think it's the hands of Ben, the Bake King, taking it out of the box. And it looks about the length of his finger. Yeah, it's nice and compact, isn't it? We were just saying, wouldn't it? It would be nice, wouldn't it, if you could have a second battery. So if you were doing demonstrations or something, you could have something that you could switch into yeah it also comes with an airbrush with two paint cups spanner and pipette but it doesn't say again whether the battery is replaceable which i think is a bit of an oversight not to mention um 17 psi is the compressor and it says a higher psi means a better quality of spray for a more consistent color application the regular spectrum flow airbrush is 30 psi so this is just over half um, and there's three different sizes of needles. You get 0.4, 0.3, 0.4 and 0.5 mil. Um, yeah, one hour battery life, removable cups. So that's interesting. Um, we discussed it and I, I just don't think I would buy one because I don't think regular size airbrushes are so big they're not portable. And I'd rather be able to plug something in and know it works than I forget to charge stuff. Like, really? I really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. And... I mean, having already got an airbrush, I wouldn't necessarily go out and just buy a portable one. No. No, I I can't see there will be much benefit, especially for the price. I don't think there's that much difference. It's not like they're half the price. They're maybe £10 cheaper for a bit more faff. Um, Plus the fact that at some point that battery is going to die and one that you plug in potentially will last longer because it's not being recharged. A bit undecided. Yeah. Do you want to say about the stencils we found as well? Yeah, so we found Julia Russia... She does fantastic cookies. I might even have her as a one to watch one week. <laughs> this is this is Julia Usher of not Jane Usher fame. <laughs> oh yes, way back when. But actually, I wish I wish she would change her name on um, on Instagram because she's Julia M Usher. So, but I just want to say Julia Musher. So, <laughs> however, Julia's 
uh, cookie stencils are are stunning um and she's just um released these groomsmen uh cookie stencils and there's a bridal party dynamic duos cookie stencil set so they come in bundles and they are they're made through confectioncouturestencils.com and you can find her under their collections and julia russia Mm, they Um, look really nice i'm looking at the groomsman one and it's got a sort of Almost wallpaper background, if you imagine like an old tailor's shop. Yeah, you get you get different um, backgrounds. Yeah, there's backgrounds. So, there's a suit on a rail. There's a sign <laughs> hanging on the suit hanger yep. saying, "Will you be my best man?" So yep. they're kind of done. So you've basically got the whole image there for the yep. entire cookie. You don't need to add anything else. You can just put yep. it together the way you want to. Got put trousers it on a hanger. Yeah, they. I really, I really like them. Um, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a lot of wedding uh, cookies and stuff, mm. um, I think they're really good. Yeah. Uh, the same with the bridal party one. That's a similar similar style. Um, I think you get three different backgrounds. Uh, let me have a look. Here. Yeah, it looks actually no. So going back to the groomsman one, you've got the background with the sort of shaded dots. You've got masking pieces of a wedding cake, um, yeah. and a foreground as well. So they set presents. There's a wedding cake. There's a, a suit jacket. There's suit trousers, both on hangers. And then there's like a morning coat sort of suit on a yeah. tailor's dummy. Um, and then you've got the message set, which is two different frames. So one's um, like a bow tie on a board and the other one's a board being held up by trousers hangers. And then three different messages. Oh, no, four, which was, will you be my best man? Will you be my, what does that say? Um... It's like grams, it can't be. Will you be my groomsman? groomsman? Yeah. Will you be my uh, ring Time man? to suit up and be my ring, be my man. ring man. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think they're um I think they're great. You yeah. do I mean the cost, so they're so you are getting them from America. So mm. they are for the whole set is twenty seven dollars eighty eight. Okay. So for each set, and so you get three background stencils. And five five masks. Uh, you get the message and frame set, which is three stencils and four masks. So you can do, I think you can do quite a lot with them. Yeah, it looks like it. And I quite like the fact it's a complete set, so you could do a complete set of cookies and not do them all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to say, stencils are my weakness. They're the one thing that I just literally cannot help myself buying. Yeah. And every single, I've got a whole drawer full, I barely use them. And every single time I look through, I'm like, I love them all. I don't want to get rid of any of them. <laughs> I need to stop looking. I mean, yeah. I, I got a bit carried away looking on here. And actually, I didn't realise how many stencils Julia Usher had actually done. Mm. And there are, are loads. Um, You know, when you sit there and you're kind of like, oh, I really like those. I Do you really know why like they them. are really nice? It's because a lot of cookie stencils you get are very basic and it will be one element of a design you've still got to put in your own background and you've yep. still got to put in your own foreground and judge it up a bit whereas this is every single element you could possibly need is there yeah yeah you don't have to go looking for anything no they're really that old i wish i hadn't said this sam these are really nice <laughs> I re- i'm scrolling down now these are not the new ones but i really like the voyager ones yep. and the sea ones these yeah let me lift up lift up your covering so i can show you oh <laughs> i know they're stunning aren't they yeah absolutely yeah. amazing yeah I feel a purchase coming on. You could, <laughs> yeah, you could spend a fortune on on there. I really could. Yeah. Well, I've I'm, not bought a lot else lately, so, you know. Pleased to be of service. Yeah. Oh, and the Halloween ones. Oh, they're lovely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sam. That's all right. You're welcome. It's about the one thing that did come through my feed. <laughs> it's been a bit bland for me this month, I think. Um, but anyway, so we, we can move on to um, our main topic yeah this month yes now this may become apparent um but we don't record our main features at the same time as we record our new things and what we've been up to and in particular this one was pre-recorded and was done had to do it over zoom (laughs) she's too far away (laughs) all of us over zoom so (laughs) more than once yes there's a lot of pauses because obviously we can't all talk at the same time because if we do yeah nothing will be heard whereas if we're recording in person where we're on two separate microphones me and sam can both speak at the same time and you can hear both of well should we just move into it really yes. hope you enjoy this because we're quite excited with our very first guest 
Today's guest is based in Horsford, Leeds in the UK, where she runs her business with fiancé Richard and brother Stephen. She has a shop, teaching studio, online shop, Facebook group, travels the world teaching. She's best known for her amazing model work, fabulous classes and endless YouTube tutorials. She's working on her new book due out later this year. We are so pleased she could join us. It is, of course, Zoe Hopkinson from Zoe's Fancy Cakes. Welcome to the Sugarcraft Junkies podcast. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's all right. You're welcome. Thanks for being here again. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what nobody knows is that this is the second time round of trying to do uh, an interview with you, Zoe. Yeah, it worked fine the first time. You just wanted to speak to me again. I did. I missed you. Although I did watch you this morning making your lion. Is it just literally the two of you in the shop doing that? Um. So no, there's usually more of us. It's, it's Richard looks after the sort of the computer side of it. So he reads people's comments and he controls like which camera and stuff it's on. And then obviously I'm just sat there making stuff. And um, so it's only the two of us that mix that. But there's usually the people in the background, so when you hear noise and stuff, well. There's also the lady that lives at the back of the shop. Not in a cover box, she actually <laughs> literally on the back of our shop. And she's you hear really loud through the window when she's in the garden, which is most of the time. Um but yeah, we've because we're now doing the online shop, there's usually the other staffing pack boxes and things for people. Oh, okay. They're, they're kind of upstairs out the way, but you usually whenever they turn the tap on, <laughs> to downstairs, they cranking up being really noisy. So has Richard got any background in Sugarcraft? No, Richard's a corporate banker. Very, very different for him. He doesn't. He doesn't really do much of the sugarcraft stuff, to be honest. He he deals with all the business side of things. And uh, so, what did you do before you um, got into sugarcraft? So, I worked for the Department for Education. That was my job. So that I was doing while I got into into that. Um, I kind of got into that job by accident. Um, so I have no qualifications or anything to go into. <laughs> so I was a civil servant. Before that, I used to work for a market research company. Yeah. Um, and I managed the call centre where those annoying people would ring you in and call you on an evening and ask you lots of questions. Um, but I actually went to university to do fashion. That's oh. what I wanted to do was something fashion related. I actually wanted to be a wedding dress designer. Okay. But yeah, when, when I went to university, I realised that I hated making clothes. <laughs> like I hated it with a passion. So you've not been making any masks then in lockdown? No. <laughs> no. It's just easier if I just don't come across people <laughs> making a mask. <laughs> what was wrong with making clothes? I just didn't enjoy it. Do you know what? I had as much luck with a sewing machine as I do with technology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was constantly getting the thread like knotted around the little foot and, just, oh, and the threading and the needle on it just... The teacher would have to come help me every five minutes. They'd be like, oh, God, so he's showing me. They didn't evict you then? No, no, they didn't evict me. I actually was quite good at it. Well, apart from the sewing part. (laughs) (laughs) No, I liked liked the design part. So I'd enjoy designing them, drawing the clothes and outfits out. But the actual sewing them together, I didn't really enjoy. So that kind of makes sense then when when you're designing your models. Because you like that part of it. I like that. I mean, I, I like... I guess it's like the baking and the decorating, isn't it? Yeah. I don't really enjoy the baking so much anymore, but I really <laughs> like the decorating part. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah, it's just it's more creative, isn't it? Much more fun. Yeah, I, I don't mind baking sometimes, but if it's not a cake, because I got fitted for baking just cakes. Um, <laughs> but you know, like different cookies and things, but when it's not for a customer, when it's just something you fancy making for yourself, I just find it more enjoyable then. Yeah. Too much baking, because obviously Richard doesn't eat the baking. <laughs> I'd get really fat if I kept baking and there's only me to eat it. Um, what I want to know is how long does it take you to record your YouTube videos from start to finish? Yeah, it varies massively depending on what I make. On average, between one to three days, but it, it can change, like I say, massively. So some videos, some cakes, I, I might make in, say, an hour, like decorating them. And then other times I can spend two days filming the decorating of the cake. Um, and then... My brother does all the editing, so what happens is he takes it, he usually has a day, or sometimes longer than a day, depending on if I forgot to press the stop button on the camera, <laughs> and recorded nothing for, for most of the day. Um, 
yes, <laughs> depending on what's on there, um, he can spend a day, two days editing the footage, and then he gets it to a point where he cuts it down. Ideally, he tries to cut it to 10 minutes, because when originally all our videos were for YouTube, they're not so much now, like we put them on Facebook as well as YouTube, but originally we were always told that, you know, if you can keep it within about 10 minutes, you get better interaction from people that don't get bored, although some of ours are much longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> So he cuts it down to the time frame that he thinks is acceptable for it to squeeze into without it being ridiculously fast. Um, <laughs> and then what happens is I watch it back and I just sit with the microphone and I then talk over the top of it. Right. And then he then has to match my voice up again video. Mm. So depending on if I do just talk through properly and I don't get things wrong, it's fairly quick. Um, but sometimes it can take another day or so, depending on if <laughs> I just comment on what he's done throughout and I'll say, Stephen, I didn't want that bit in. Or Stephen, you sped up too fast. Stephen, get rid of this bit and add this bit. And I think that makes his life a lot more complicated when I start adding. <laughs> At which point he's throwing bits across the room. <laughs> yeah, he must. He must get fed up because he he pretty much video edits every day. He does do other things as well, but yeah, he's spending most of his time editing the videos. And um, which one's your most popular YouTube video? Um, so I think probably the most popular one is the Bollywood Dance to Cake. I think. Made that one. It was actually for a charity event that my friend organised. And it was a big Bollywood themed party. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to make this cake where it was all cake in the skirt. And then she was a Bollywood dancer, although a few people think she's a belly dancer. She's a Bollywood dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Um, so I thought, I'll make it for her and I'll film it and see how it gets on. And I actually wasn't expecting it to be overly popular because the most popular videos usually are the doll cake ones where it's like a Disney princess or something that's known. Yeah. Um, but I thought, try it, see how it gets on. And yeah, it ended up being one of the more popular ones. And actually off the back of that, I was asked to do a non-cake version as a class. Yes. So even though I had it on YouTube. Yeah, you know I've done it. Yeah, you've things. been down to me to do that one. <laughs> The nice thing about the class is that with it not being cake inside, people could keep it as well. Yeah. You just use it for decoration and they can put it on the shelf or do whatever they want with it then. That's quite interesting, actually, because the Bollywood Dancer was the first one of yours that I watched. So I'm one of the many who's watched that video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, all different kinds of things. I go through phases where I like different things. So I follow different artists on like Instagram and stuff and they really inspire me. But then... Also, like, the other week when it was sunny, just the weather inspired me to make things in kind of tropical. I haven't put pictures of them up yet, but, like, um, like hula girls and tiki-style things. Just because of the nice weather, just... <laughs> it just made me feel like summery things. What are you doing at the minute? It's not very nice out. Oh, it's depressing now. It's really cold and miserable. <laughs> yeah, I do mainly eating. Okay. So, gonna... <laughs> You're not making something that's reflecting the weather. No, do you know what? I was going to put um, online, I don't know if you've seen her, a little girl that I've got with a little woolly hat and yes. how she's really dressed for winter. And I was like, well, I want to do that as my next online class. And Richard was like, it's not the right time of year. <laughs> but it's freezing and miserable out, so I think it would match nicely. Yeah. What would you say has been the highlight of your career so far? Ooh, it's a tough one. Um, I was going to say saying I told you so to people that said I would never make it, but it's probably not a very good highlight, is it? <laughs> no, traveling the world. I think getting to travel the world. I know that's not a single highlight, but like when when I worked in the office and I thought, oh no, I'll leave my office job to do cakes. I always thought I'd just be sat at home, and I actually thought it might never end up taking off, and that it would always be a part time job for me, and that I'd probably have to go back and get a second job to kind of keep me going because cakes might yeah. not be that popular. Um, so yeah, the highlight, I guess, is, is that actually it has taken me all over the world and to meet lots of people that I wouldn't have ever normally yeah because I never expected it to take off like that. Yeah. Well, now there's two of you doing it. Well, three of you. There's more than three of us now, yeah. We've yeah, I know. Been... You've got the whole family in the shop, haven't you? Pretty much, yeah. So there's a lot of arguments a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just fall out with your stuff, can you? But when the family is <laughs> I mean, you've done so many classes now what's what's the thing that you find that students struggle with hot hands <laughs> i know it's not what you were expecting me to say was it no. no they struggle with a few things but from my point of view it's hot hands um 
I have cold hands and I and obviously noticed the big difference between when I'm doing stuff and when they're doing stuff. Um, but yeah, it's I guess it's something students don't think about a huge amount, but mm-hmm. hot hands I would say is definitely what they struggle with. Other than that, I would say faces. Yeah. If that's but I guess if I ask the students what they all struggle with, then they would tell me faces. Whereas from my side of it, I think hot hands is <laughs> But there's not a lot you can do about hot hands. No. Uh, I guess it's just learning to put it down and, and leave it and not touch it. And I think that's what they struggle with. If something's not right, they touch it more and more and more. Because yeah. obviously it's a bit frustrating that it's not going right. And they it's want perfection. perfection. Yeah, that's it. They want perfection. Well, I'm not sure if there's such a thing as perfection, is there? But no. But it does take no. practice. The more they do it, the, the better they do get. Yeah. I don't realise that. Yeah, sometimes they think the first time they do it it should be perfect and that it it doesn't usually end up perfect the first time you can't be perfect the first time it's it's got to be practice sometimes you're lucky enough to get to do some of the classes that you have got going on in the shop pre-lockdown what was your this is a tricky question (laughs) which one which one have you enjoyed the most or should i say what what have you enjoyed the most this is very tricky because we've had so many really good teachers. I know that I knew I knew this was going to be a tough one for you. Yeah. He's putting you on the spot, Zoe. <laughs> They're all so good because um, usually if I invite them to the classes, people that I would that I really admire and think yeah, I can learn from them as yeah. well. Um, and there's been such a range of different things. I would say my favourite are probably Carla Pudges. Um, right. Because while I do do people, mine aren't as big or as lifelike as hers. Right. This makes amazing, like, pretty female faces. So, and I've managed to do quite a few of hers when she's been. Yeah, they they are absolutely fantastic. The only problem is where to put them. Yeah, I guess they're quite large, aren't they? Yeah, and sometimes it's a bit freaky just having heads staring at you from the show. Yeah. Do you find that she leaves her, she leaves her head behind? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then if you've made one so then you've got two heads yeah i probably have i probably have about 15 heads in the shop oh my goodness what I've doubles of each yeah usually we don't to be honest we don't keep them all sometimes no. we'll put it in the window for a little while but they don't last very long in the window because our shop is they melt done yeah and they just melts the modeling chocolate good for halloween yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> halloween uh, but then also, like, the internal structure. Sometimes I think, well, I want to use that internal structure, so I pull its face off so that it can be used as structure. Equally good for Halloween. Yeah. I, I've, I've saved so many things, and I think, yeah, I'll get a bigger shop and I can put everything on display, but I don't think I'm going to be getting a bigger shop. <laughs> well, just for display purposes. For display purposes, yeah. And the dog's petrified. I brought one of them home, actually, to um, pull it apart, to, just so I could have another practice with uh, something that I wanted to work on. And um, the dog was going mental. I didn't even know what it was barking at. And then I realised it was looking at this head on the side. It was one of the baby heads. And um, he was getting mental. So I picked it up and chased him around the house with it a little bit. Oh, bless. And it? Oh, oh so, so this is Bruce you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. He's currently falling asleep next to you. He is asleep next to me. He's, he's snoring pretty quietly at the moment. I don't even know if you can hear it. Normally it's, it's pretty loud snoring. Yeah, I, I can't hear it at the minute. But, you know, if it picks up, then um, we'll know what it is. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> and we can't blame Richard either, I guess. <laughs> no, not today. He's not, he's not with me at the moment. <laughs> doesn't mean I can't stop blaming him, does it? No, no. no. <laughs> what he doesn't know, he doesn't need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing before I go on. How do you pronounce Carla's surname? Pudge. Pudge. Not yeah, so I used to I used to say Puige because I thought it was more exotic sounding, uh-huh. um, especially with it in Spanish. And I think it means hill or hillside or something as a surname, I think. Okay. But now she she pronounced it Pudge, and I always remember it because I, I, I always think, oh, it sounds a bit like fudge, but with a P. Okay. Okay. It doesn't sound quite as exotic, does yeah. it, when you say punch? No, but I do have I do have a habit of kind of offending everybody that I 
that I mention on the podcast because I've no idea how to pronounce their surnames. And I was watching um, last month your uh, demo that you had with uh, Sylvia Mancini. And I remember you asked her, didn't you, at the end to pronounce her surname? Yeah, because I always say it wrong. And even now, even though she's told me how to pronounce it, I've forgotten. <laughs> oh dear it's too embarrassing now <laughs> so was it last year you produced your face mould was it this year um was it last year i don't know it seems it seems I think, like it was, I think it was the end of last year wasn't it it was because you bought it down to me in october yes yeah it was so, yeah, i think a few people bought them for christmas presents yes yes so how did you go about producing it? Because it's not something that many people go and do. No, well, I had kind of a couple of attempts in that. I was supposed to do it years ago. So about four years ago, I actually made some faces that were going to be turned into face molds. But the place that I was getting them done at needed some 3D CAD drawings, or I might even be calling it the wrong thing, but they basically diagrams doing of it. And I couldn't find anybody that would do it for me, and I didn't know how to do it myself. So I kind of gave up on the idea for a few years. Mm. And then it was only when I went to work in Australia that he was like, I know people that can make it for you, and you're not going to need all those different drawings and stuff. So um, the other place I used it, they literally just wanted um, the heads I'd made. So I made new oh, ones, because cool. obviously over the years, your style kind of changes. So I made newer faces. I I only did female ones to start with because they didn't know if they were going to be popular or not. So I didn't want to get loads done and find that I just had a cupboard full of all these different faces <laughs> that I was stuck with. Um, but yeah, they I sent them off. They just sent me what a sample to yeah. try if it was okay. Um, and yeah, then they just made a load of them. <laughs> but, um, no, but quite a few people have requested male ones since. So I have made the male ones and I sent them off. I've not had anything sent back yet, which is much, much longer than last, last time it was like it wasn't even a month that I waited whereas this time it's been several months but I think it's just because of coronavirus and everything that long goes slow so. how many different how many different styles of male face are there I've done two male ones um I think I did them two it's so long ago that I sent them off that one <laughs> they were basically I tried to make them to match the two female ones so slightly different sizes and then I also did a baby one yeah the body as well as the head and a child one that's got the head and the body. Um, I, I didn't ask for many making at first because with me not having done the full body ones before, I thought I'll see what they're like and then I can always get more made. Yeah. If they look like they're going to be something that's quite successful. And then I also did a third female where she's got the full body just because a few people said that they were make, the heads that I'd made were on bodies that would be bigger than what they would normally create right. for their cakes. So I've gone a little bit smaller, but then done the body and legs and things with it. Oh, cool. Hopefully it will work okay. It's really difficult because it's small. It's small pieces and you never know if it will come out of a mould until yeah, yeah. the prototype of the mould. So what does that include? Hands and Yeah, stuff so it had like the hands and feet and the torso. You're waiting for all of that to come back? Yeah, I'm waiting for all of that. So there's a lot this time to kind of come. So I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't take too much longer because I'd like to take it all to Cake International and have a stand with all the different moulds where I can show people yeah. to use them as well. Oh, that would be really good. Ooh, exciting. So so I'm not sure whether whether we've probably covered this then. So what are your ambitions? Do you know what? My only ambition when I started, even when I was part-time, was that I wanted a book. Because I thought people would take me more seriously if I've got a book. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> you know, when somebody's got a book, you just think of them as, oh, they must be a professional. They must know what they're doing. Yes. Um, so that has, from the very beginning, always been my ambition to have this book. Excellent. I've actually planned out about the next 10 books, but Richard keeps telling me to finish the one I'm currently doing <laughs> before I start the others. So how close are you to finishing it? I've been at this, <laughs> the same point for like the last probably seven months. <laughs> it's all the projects were done over a year ago, so I actually made them all over a year ago and a photographer came and took all the pictures at the time while I was doing it. The photographer now is, like, really well-practiced. <laughs> she, she could teach everyone now because she's seen me do so much. Um, so, yeah, all the photos are done. I put them in an order. I selected which pictures I want. I've written all the text that goes with it. And it sounds like such an easy thing, but it's getting the text and the photo together on a page. I'm struggling with the layout. 
Oh, right. That's what I've been struggling with. So I'd contacted layout designers and stuff, but they weren't, they weren't really the kind of thing I was looking for. Um, and then the publishers that I've gone to said that I have to lay it out myself, before, like, because I thought maybe they can lay it out. Yeah. And it's taken all to bits, but it does need to be pretty much laid out ready for them. And that's just the main thing I'm struggling with. And, um, and time, just finding time to sit and do it. Yeah. I've got a pop-up book by um, Catherine Sabbath. Yeah, it opens, and when you open it, the cake pops up in the middle. Really? Yeah, like this 3D cake pops up. Oh, that's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is really cool, to be, to be fair. And then all the recipes are actually on cards in the back, so there's like a little pocket of recipe cards in the back. Oh, this sounds like my kind of book. <laughs> it's really cool. I'll have to show you it some. Life's not as exciting as that. <laughs> oh. When do you anticipate the book due out, then? I think, well, last November. <laughs> no, I, I think I'd like it out before November just so that I'd like to really kind of launch it at Cake International. I know it seems like ages away, doesn't it? But oh, you'll go quick. Yeah. So I really hope Cake International does definitely happen. I know they're selling tickets for it, aren't they, already? So. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's going to happen, but yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. Thanks, Zoe. And um, I really, really look forward to seeing your book and your moulds. And just just before we go, tell us about the subscription thing that you're just starting. Yes, so we we were undecided whether to put it on Facebook or um, a site called Patreon. I think I'm saying that right. Yes. Um, but we're from next week, I guess, which will be back in time by the time the podcast <laughs> goes on. Um, we're changing like our free Facebook lives that were every Tuesday and Thursday, so they're just going to be going to Tuesdays. But then I'm going to be doing other stuff online, but in like a paid for. Yeah. It'd be like a monthly subscription. And the idea was that it was £5 a month. So not like a hugely expensive subscription. Um, so the stuff that's going in there, we kind of similar to the stuff that we were giving away as free Facebook Lives, but then also some stuff that's a bit more complicated than that as well. Um, but probably not as complicated as the stuff that I teach in like the full day classes. Yeah. Kind of cost a bit more money. But yeah, so that, that's the idea of that. I think it'll, it, to be honest, I think it'll probably go on Facebook and Patreon and then people can choose which which yeah. they want. Um, so what was it, £5 a month, did you say? Yeah, £5 a month, yeah. Because I thought that way it's not a ridiculous amount of money. But then you're not getting ridiculously fancy tutorials in it. Yeah. And how um, do they find out about it? So I'm going to update on Facebook. Yeah. And there'll be something on our website as well. By the, by the time your podcast comes out, there'll be something on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, at the moment, we're still looking into how people kind of subscribe and stuff to it because I think it's pretty much done through Facebook and Facebook itself looks okay. after it all. Um, but the, the only problem I have is that all the Instagram, well, not all the Instagram followers, but some of the Instagram followers aren't Facebook. So it's difficult if you're not on Facebook to use that subscription service. So that's why we were looking into oh, Patreon as well so whether we have the two both going on but they would both have the same thing yep so it wouldn't be different videos on each different subscription service mm-hmm. it would be the same thing so people would probably choose one or the other rather than yeah than both yeah hopefully by the time this goes out i'll have it all sorted and online and, and oh that'll, that'll be really good you'll have to let me have a sneak peek oh thanks sorry thanks for thanks for coming back again and let me re-record you thanks for having me back again <laughs> Well, I'm sure maybe we'll try and sort something out closer to um, when your book comes out. We yeah. can we can talk about it. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Send you a copy. As soon as it's out, I'll have to send you a copy. Yeah, send me a copy and then I can actually... Uh, I want to see some kind of pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> or just... Put something in your book. Yeah, I was going to say, just throw some confetti in. <laughs> so when I open it, I'll just spring out everywhere. <laughs> right, so moving on to our ones to watch. Um, Zoe, have you found one for us this month? I have. She's not a cake decorator, though, this one. She's an artist that I follow, Whitney Pollard. Um, I came across her on a holiday I went on, actually, the other year. Well, I didn't come across her personally, <laughs> but her artwork. <laughs> um, it was in Disneyland. I actually bought a postcard of um, a drawing of Belle from Beauty and the Beast, but like a, you know, like a more modern-day kind of take on her. Oh, yeah. Um, and I really liked it, and I thought, oh, I'll look this lady up on Instagram, and I've just followed her ever since. I just really like her work. And she's um, she's allowed me to recreate some of her things in icing as well. I think it's a little while ago since I've made them, so they'll be difficult now to find online. 
on my Instagram and Facebook feeds. But yeah, and I've got a piece of her artwork, her original artwork on my walls. I can see. (laughs) I can see where your inspiration is. Yeah, so that was actually one of her characters that I made. She has like a group of characters called foodies. Yeah. And and made one of those. Yeah. Oh wow! Is that a big? Is that a big um, character? It looks quite big in the photo. Very big. It's bigger than what my characters normally are. Okay. It's probably just short of twelve inches, maybe. Oh wow. Yeah, she's she's much bigger than what I would normally do. Somebody asked for a class on her actually, but it took me because she's so big. She had to have quite a lot of drying time in between because I just I just did it for fun because I just I loved the drawing so much. Yeah. And if she wasn't in America and I hadn't made it nice, in, I would post it to her as like a present. Uh, but I just don't think it would make it over there. No, you'll you'll have to find a class over there and take it with you. Yeah, that could be quite interesting. You usually leave all your stuff at home anyway, so you wouldn't you'd forget it. Yeah, I've had quite a few instances where I've flown places and they've broken. Do you remember the time I came to your Sam and I brought the Shire horses and melted them in the back of the van? Yes. <laughs> the, the rare occasion we have nice weather and I've forgotten left them in the van and it completely melted. Yeah, I think you came down, I can't remember whether you did the bride and groom and you left the bride and groom at home as well. Probably, I also forget things. <laughs> I forget things a lot. Sometimes though, sometimes it's better if I don't have the figure. Because if I don't do it exactly the same, students are like, well, that doesn't look like that one. And actually, it's impossible to make two things that are identical. So yeah. there's always like little differences. So sometimes it's better not to have yeah. the original one there for students to kind of inspect in close detail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So Whitney, that's the other question that I wanted to ask you. You did um, uh, Whitney bust head. Is this related to this lady here? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the picture that, I bought in uh, Florida at the Bell from Beauty and the Beast was was actually turned into the Whitney bus. So I changed, obviously it doesn't look exactly the same, but that's what it was based on. So I changed her for curly hair, gave her a darker skin colour. Um, just because I, I didn't want it to be an exact copy, but I was really inspired by that picture. Um, and a few people thought it was called Whitney after Whitney Houston. It's not. It's called Whitney because the artist was Whitney Pollock. Yeah. So that's why I named that class Whitney for her. Makes sense now. <laughs> so this is Whitney Pollitt, P-O-L-L-E-T-T, if anyone wants to go and find her and look at her artwork. It's fantastic. It really is good, isn't it? I like it, yeah. It's, it's a bit different yeah. as well. And I just, she does a lot of ladies. A lot of the artists that follow mainly just do ladies, not yeah. female. <laughs> I, do, I mainly make female figures, don't I? I don't actually make very many, yeah. many males. That's um, because men are harder to do, I think. It's harder to make a man look nice. Do <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, but we'll be able to do that though soon when your um, moles come. Yes. So it'll make a big difference. Thanks, Zoe. Um, Erica, what's your one to watch this week? Um, I actually follow Zoe's one to watch, Whitney Pollitt. I think she's fantastic. Um, my one to watch this week is Crumb Avenue by Agnes, and on Instagram she is Crumb Avenue, all one word, and she does cake choppers and tutorials. Um. She is, she used to teach on Craftsy, which is obviously no more, as we mentioned last episode, but she does the most cute, beautiful cake toppers. If you imagine um, a gingerbread man, if you're making a model of a gingerbread man, it'd have quite a big head, it'd be quite flat front to back, and that's the style of a lot of her models. They've got big heads and smaller bodies, um, and they're quite flat from front to back, but there's all sorts, and they're beautiful. There's animals, there's all different... They're very cute. Very cute, different kids. There's Christmas ones where they're dressed up as elves. There's sort of kawaii ones. Found a sunflower. Yeah, there's like a bacon and eggs in a pan. They're just so sweet. They're they're really beautiful. Um, She does sell her tutorials on her Etsy shop, which there's a link to in her bio on her Instagram. Um, And they are between about £5 for a single one. They start from around £5. And they go up to around £15 for as a bride and groom. So once we were getting more than one figure or more than mm-hmm. one option, I'd be a little more expensive. But there's a lot of really beautiful, beautiful ones. And it's a, she's got a very clean and simple style that's very yeah. achievable. Yeah. I really, really like them. They have got, yeah, she's got some absolutely gorgeous ones, hasn't she? Mm. And um, they're, they're all her own style. So there's lots of kids that are dressed up in fancy dress ones, so sort of along that theme. She's got a baby plant. Yeah, baby plants. 
Um, there's a handful of character ones that she's done, but I'd say the, mas- the vast majority are her own designs, and actually, I think her own designs are the nicer ones. Yeah. Yeah, they're really, really cute. Um, yeah. They look lovely on top of a cake. Yeah, absolutely. Or even around the size of a yeah. cake, or even on biscuits. They're very, very versatile. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say where she's based, but if I go to her Etsy shop, it says London, England. It does, yeah. Yeah, I've just seen that. I'm not convinced that might be me and my Etsy account, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's come up on mine, London, England. Yeah. So I'm going to Google and see. Have a Google while I uh, while I have a have a look at her. She's got a cute one here with got like a it's like a duck with a frog hat on it, and they're on lolly sticks as well. Yeah. Um, kids would love them. Yeah, absolutely really, love really them. Lovely. Do you know what I actually think kids probably like making them as well? Yeah, and a lot of her um, ones can be personalised, so she'll show you. There'll be, for example, the ones of children. There'll be different hair colours, different skin colours, different eye colours. You can personalise it to yeah. the child that you want to make it for and make it look like them, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Her website doesn't say. Oh, does it not? about her. It just says Crime Avenue and it just seems to be lots of all her tutorials. So we'll assume she comes from London. Yeah. Oh, I love them. Mm, I really like her style. It's very clean and simple, but they're yeah. not simple models. They're detailed. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of something that you could sit down and just really get stuck into and, yeah. pr- and make them your own as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. So what, is she Crumb Avenue? Do we know her name? Agnes? Agnes, that's all I know is that it's Agnes. Oh. There are a handful of pictures with her in, but I couldn't tell you any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go and find her. Yeah, I'll have to message her and find out. Yeah. But she's definitely, definitely one to uh, one to watch. Love it. One to watch and one to probably buy a couple of tutorials off and have a bash. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling a bit inspired now. Who's your one to watch? My one to watch this week has already been mentioned by Zoe. Um, it's Carla Pudge. She is Carla Pudge. And Pudge is P-U-I-G underscore Sugar Atelier. Info at CarlaPudge.com. I also already follow her. <laughs> I love her work. So she's a. So it says in her bio bit here that um, she's a chocolate sculptor, an international instructor, um, and her. So she's so she's most well known for doing um, heads, I guess, uh, and busts. Yeah, but most of them are just a head on a stick, which sounds a bit gory, but they're not gory topics. <laughs> no, they're not at all. They're really well detailed. The skin tone, I'm amazed by the skin tone um, that yeah. she that she spends time doing. I think you can tell she's got a sculpting background because there are pictures of her in progress works and there'll yes. be a face and she's adding bits the way that a clay sculptor would, so she'll add a bit from the chin yes. and blend it in. So she's from Spain. Thanks to Zoe for enlightening me. Uh, because it didn't actually say where she was from, and I'm no, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure her name would have given it away. Yeah, she's got she she does uh, small children's faces. She does adults' faces. She's got one of a little child that's got a really sad face, but the eyes, the detail in those eyes, and yeah, oh, she looks like she's. Really- yeah, she looks. She looks like she's really gonna cry in a minute. Oh, the one with the red headband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not happy that little one. No. Um, they're very realistic. They, and, oh. Like you say, the, the texture on the skin is very realistic. It's not smooth. It's like a real person's skin with all the undertones yeah. and the masking and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I would. Um, yeah, this is another one on my um, uh, to do list. Love to go and do a class with her as well. Yeah, I'd love to do a, do a class with her too. Yeah, she's. She's amazing, I think. She travels the world doing all this. I wonder how that actually works out for her. In I suppose she's I suppose she's um, coming from Spain. It's already hot, isn't it? Just wonder what modelling chocolate was going to be like out there. It's working. I think modelling chocolate's fine because where you're sculpting it into a big thing, you're not holding it, and it's yeah. the heat from your hands, as I was saying. It's the heat from your hands that yeah. touching stuff too much is what makes it melt. So I was going to say I have seen there's a there's a a piece on here with her rubbing her hands over the face of this model and she's got gloves on so i wonder if uh, you can if you if your hands get too hot it can be a problem i don't know 
Yeah, I, I guess gloves would create a bit of a barrier and make them a little bit cooler, wouldn't it? Yeah, but these but these look absolutely fantastic. So I would recommend that you go and check out on Instagram and uh, and see what she's see what she's up to. I have messaged Agnes from Crumb Avenue. She is indeed in London, which is quite exciting because I didn't realise she was even vaguely local. And her name is Agnes Yagyello. So Agnes, thank you very much for replying to us. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. We'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll link the things that we've mentioned in the show notes below. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies and we'll be back on the 12th of August when we talk about publishing. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.